All right. Uh, I've been wanting to start a podcast for a long time, um, just a solo podcast, where I would just talk about all the random things that I'm into, and um, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes a day or something, and then roll it all into one hour-long podcast at the end of each week. Um, Because it's kind of what I do on YouTube, uh, where I talk about movies, I talk about comic books, I talk about family stuff, I talk about past stories of mine, all kinds of stuff. But um, I I don't know how suited that is for YouTube, but it seems like it'd be suited for a podcast. Well, for a long time, I've been trying to figure out, like, what am I going to call this thing? You know, um, I've been, like, going back and forth with it. Like, do I want to have guests on? Do I want to just only have me on, you know, like a Bill Burr style. And uh, it was really Bill Burr, his podcast, the Monday Morning Podcast, which kind of inspired me and made me realize that you can do a podcast where you just sit by yourself and talk into a microphone um, with no real topic, you know. And um, it's something it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. So uh, <laughs> here we are. And um, I, the reason I'm starting it now is because a name just came to me for the podcast uh, at random. Uh, I was I was listening to Bill Burr, and um, I don't know, something clicked. Something said, uh, oh, this is what you should call it. Um, so we're going to call it No Ice. And the reason we're going to call it No Ice is because when you go to a restaurant, and now my wife turned me on to this probably six years ago, okay? I lived um, in ignorance for, you know, almost 30 years, but, uh, she schooled me, she's like, when you go to a restaurant, you don't order ice, you you, you always get your drink with no ice, because, I mean, it comes out cold, it comes out of the fountain drink, you know, it comes out cold, um, you put ice in it, immediately, it starts becoming watered down, right, nobody likes watered down soda, or pop, as we call it here in the Midwest, no one likes watered down pop, um, and and so that I don't know, I, it clicked for me that that's what I want my podcast to be. You know, it's like um, no no punches pulled, no holds barred type, like off the cuff and not watered down. I'm gonna give it to you straight, whatever it is. Where I'm talking about my own life, uh, relationships, um, you know, my marriage, my kids. Um, you know, whether I'm talking about a movie or a TV show or whatever it is, I just plan on being really raw and just really honest. And so we're going to call it No Ice because we don't want it to be watered down. Um, so yeah, it came to me and then I'm like, this is one of those things that I've been thinking about doing for months and months. You know, I have a podcast with a friend of mine, Justin Logan, um, where we we dish about movies, and we just chat with each other about nerd shit, um, and I, I have an idea to do another one with another friend of mine, who I've never actually met, we're just online friends, his name is Jesse, and, uh, he lives out in Washington State, and, um, you know, we haven't got that one off to the ground yet, because, you know, we're just trying to find time to do it, and figure out the structure, but I've, I've been wanting to do a solo podcast for a long time, and I just didn't know, I don't know, I, you know, y- you keep questioning yourself, right? Like, okay, what am I going to call it? Well, what's it going to be about? How's it going to go? You know, um, and you know, the best, the best advice I've ever heard from anyone is like, don't overanalyze things. Like, um, you know, you can, you end up not doing shit if you don't just do it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, everyone's waiting for the perfect moment or waiting to have it all planned out, all figured out. But I've found, and, you know, obviously, like I said, plenty of people have said this. Um, I didn't learn it really on my own, but I learned it for myself by doing. Um, I think the best strategy is just to do shit, just to do it. Because, like, if (laughs) you're never going to do it. Like, be honest with yourself. You're never going to fucking do it. If, if it has to be perfect to do it, then you're never going to do it. And I think people get caught up, too, on, like, you know, other people's judgments. Like, oh, this podcast isn't as well put together as another podcast. Or whatever it is you do, you know. You want to write a script. You want to make a movie. Whatever it is. Man, it doesn't have to be fucking perfect. It, to be honest, it's never going to be perfect. 
It's, uh, if you're lucky, it's going to be what some people are into, you know, a, a select group of people are going to like what you do. Um, and you don't need perfection for that. Like I said, you're never going to, you're never going to have, you're never going to have perfect timing. You're never going to have it planned out perfectly. It's never going to go as planned when you do plan it out. So I think the best strategy is just to jump in and then work it out as you go. Like that's, that's what I've pretty much done with everything. Like when it comes to starting a YouTube channel or doing this or whatever, like when I started my YouTube channel, it was all about, um, I was really into bodybuilding and it was all about, uh, like following my journey to my first bodybuilding contest. Like that's, that's why I started a YouTube channel. And then over time it morphed into like a informational podcast where I talked about fitness related stuff and did like supplement reviews. And then it became, um, more like an entertainment fitness channel. You know, a lot of things I was taking cues from other stuff that was going on. Like, you know, what are, what's the trend? What's happening right now? Oh, people are doing these entertaining, uh, vlog style videos and that's what people want to watch. So I started doing that. And then I started doing a regular vlog channel that wasn't fitness based. It was like family based. Cause you know, those are all the rage too. And, um, I don't know, at a certain point a while ago, I just decided like, I want to do stuff my way. I don't really care. It's not going to be fulfilling if it's not done the way I wanted to do it. Like I get suggestions from people all the time, right? Like how to do things like, well, if you did it like this, you'd have more followers, you'd have more viewers, whatever. But it's like, dude, but if I did that, I wouldn't enjoy doing it. You know what I mean? It was like when I was on YouTube, like if I was doing, um, 20,000 calorie eating videos, like challenges, like I was never going to be happy doing it. And the whole reason I'm doing this stuff is like, yeah, sure. I would love to get popular. I'd love to have people follow me. I'd love pe people to enjoy what I do. Um, cause I think at heart that that's what I, I don't know. I'm, I'm an entertainer of sorts, you know, and I've never quite known exactly how to express that, but I know that I need to express something. And, um, I, I don't know. I, 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 it just, eventually I just kind of figured out, like, I just want to do it. I just want to do stuff. Um, and I don't want to stick to one thing because I'm so multifaceted. Like I'm into so much different shit. And I think most people are, most people are into a thousand different things. They're not just super gung ho. All they think about is this one subject. If they do more power to them, that's great. They're not, you know, fucking ADD like me, but there are plenty of us out there who went into a ton of different shit. You know, like I'm, I'm really into fitness. Um, I was really into lifting weights for a long time and, and bodybuilding. And then it became about getting stronger. And then it kind of shifted to like, now I'm really interested in endurance, endurance training, like running. And, um, you know, th that's all the fitness shit I'm into. Then I'm also really into fucking comic books, really into comic books. I'm really into, um, uh, like, like fantasy and, you know, nerd shit, like nerd shit, uh, science fiction and stuff like that. Star Wars, Star Trek, all that shit. Um, I'm also like a crazy movie buff. Like I could watch movies and series all day, every day. Like if you, if that was my job, you know, I, I could probably do it pretty damn well and, and, and be happy. Um, and then also I'm into other shit. Like I'm really into history. I love like listening to history podcasts and reading books about history. And like, I'm, I'm, I've always been like intrigued by how we got to where we're at. Um, and theories on, on, you know, how things might've happened that we don't have clear record of stuff like that. I'm really interested in, you know, space travel shit. And that could just be my science fiction brain there. But like the point is I'm into all kinds of shit. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit into politics. Like I, I enjoy listening to political commentary. Um, there's just so much to who I am. Like I, I love writing, you know, these are all these different things I'm into and I wanted a place where I could just express all of it. So I feel like doing this podcast is the best place to do it. And it's not always going to be just me. I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is I'll bring on like friends of mine and, uh, 
just people I find interesting, you know what I mean? Not like, not like anyone that anyone else might care about, but just, you know, friends of mine, maybe people who have an interesting story that I know personally. Um, and yeah, bring on friends and hang out. But I think most of the time it's just going to be me talking about what I've been doing lately. And that's, that's where I got like the, where Bill Burr has inspired me like, listening to his podcast. I'm like, Oh, you can just, I mean, obviously I'm not a fucking comedian. Like Bill Burr is like one of the funniest fucking men alive, but just the idea that you don't have to have a super interesting life. I mean, you just tell it like it is. And that's kind of what he does. He just story tells. And, um, I've been told by like friends and stuff that, that I'm a good storyteller. And that's why a lot of my YouTube videos are like personal stories that I tell. And those are some of my more popular ones. But, um, so people like that. People like when you just talk, you know, when you just tell them stuff that they didn't know, maybe stuff about you. Um, even if you're a fucking nobody, like nobody knows who I am, but they might find my stories like relatable or whatever. And even if they don't, like I said, it's an outlet for me. I, I think I'm really going to enjoy it. Um, but with that being said, I, I've now announced the podcast on the first episode of the podcast. Um, it's going to be called No Ice. I am Brett Scott. I am your host uh, going forward. And uh, this this is the end of the first, I guess, I don't know, installment. This will be attached to some other shit um, that will take place right after me signing off right now. And I don't know if that'll be tomorrow, a couple days from now, whatever. But, you know, something interesting happens, something funny happens. I would just want to rant about something. I'll pop on here and add it to the podcast. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it and I'll talk at you in a few seconds. All right. It's a new day. Huh. How about that? Uh, how about that fucking Mandalorian on Disney plus dude? I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fucking Star Wars fan. Huge Star Wars nut. Um, I'm, I'm one of those fucking freaks who even likes the three prequel films that everybody fucking hates. Um, I love those movies. Um, I loved Rogue One. thought it was fucking amazing. But I saw Solo, and it had me worried. Because, you know, outside of the Skywalker universe... Uh, Skywalker's stories, we haven't had a whole lot, other than Rogue One, um, maybe some stuff on, like, Star Wars Rebels, some of the animated stuff, and then books, which I love the books, okay, I, I love the, you know, extended universe in the books, um, Old Republic stuff, stuff like that, but I was a little worried after I saw Solo that Anything they try to do, you know, expanding this universe, showing us stuff we haven't seen, that it might not be that great. Um, Solo, in my opinion, is... And, and I didn't hate Solo. Don't get me wrong. I didn't hate it. Um, but it's at the bottom of the list for me of Star Wars films. Um, that being said, I love all the Star Wars films. So, you know, it's not saying it's a piece of shit. But it's definitely in last place. And um, after watching Mandalorian, I've got some new hope. No pun intended. You got so I've got uh, s some some newfound hope for this expanding the universe thing. This uh, putting these series on on Disney Plus. The Mandalorian is fucking badass. Like I'm digging the shit out of it. Uh, still feels, you know pretty much the same. I mean, we're seeing a lot of the same sets. We're seeing the desert. We're seeing a lot of the same types of characters. We're seeing Ewoks. You know, we're seeing shit that we've seen. Um, but it's cool to get into the kind of, I don't know if it's the mind of, but slowly we're getting into the mind and the story of this Mandalorian. It's, pre it's pretty sweet. Um, and goes into the lore and stuff like that, like slowly but surely you're finding out about these warrior people and, and, uh, you know, why they are the way they are, stuff like that. I don't know. I think it's really cool. Um, like I said, it's, it's better than Solo, 100%. Like, I I was worried after seeing Solo that, like, uh, trying to do too much sometimes. Like, I was really happy when they were coming 
back with Star Wars, you know, episode seven. I was like, oh, finally, we're getting some fucking Star Wars again. And then it was like, oh, it feels like old Star Wars, too. People are going to love that. Um, Very nostalgic. But I worry when they start saying they're going to, oh, we're going to do this series. We're going to do the spinoff movie. We're going to do this and that. I start to worry that shit's just going to get watered down. You know, it's going to get it's going to end up being hit and miss, you know? It's going to be like, oh, well, this movie was great, but this one was a piece of shit, and this one was all right, you know? I want all my Star Wars movies to be great, and to me, they all have been, you know what I mean? They all they all were, episode one through six, and then with seven, eight. I love them all. Um, and Honestly, I think Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars movies of all of them. So I can definitely see a story outside of the characters um, from episode four, five, and six, and, and be happy with it, but Mandalorian's fucking sweet, I'm really digging it, I'm three episodes in, um, I guess like everybody else, but I don't know when this is gonna drop, so when this drops, there'll probably already be an episode four out of eight episodes, so I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm more hopeful than I was when Solo came out, and, um, yeah, that's all I really got to say about it, I'm, I'm loving Mandalorian, I'd love to hear what you guys think, so, write in, um, shoot me an email, um, well, shit, I haven't set up an email for this, just send it to, uh, I don't know, I'll set up an email later, and I'll, uh, I'll put it in the show notes or something in the, uh, description, but, um, on that same note, fucking Disney Plus, right, Disney Plus, I have been anticipating for so fucking long, and I know I'm not alone, it's not a... It's not a novelty, like, oh, this guy loves fucking the Disney Plus app. He was looking forward to it. No, I I understand. Millions of people were looking forward to this. But, uh, yeah, I'm loving it, dude. I am re-watching all the old X-Men and Spider-Man cartoons from when I was a kid, you know, from the early to mid-90s that that made me fall in love with these characters to begin with. Like, that X-Men cartoon is, I'm pretty sure, is why I cared to start reading comic books, you know, and that leads me to where I am today, loving, you know, like a lot of people, all of these, um, MCU films, and just being just so sucked into that world, and just like, fucking take my money, and (laughs) bring my childhood to life, um, the only thing, like, I kind of wish Disney Plus would have done is release one of the Marvel shows when they launched the app as well. Because they've got like, I don't know, six or more different Marvel shows that are coming out on Disney Plus that are going to have some of the same characters from the movies, the same actors, and is actually going to tie into the films. It's going to be, you know, wrapped right into, woven right into the MCU. It's part of the MCU. So that is so fucking cool, man. Like, who, who could have imagined this 20 years ago? It's like, not fucking me by a long shot. I remember before there was ever an X-Men movie, dreaming about the day there would be an X-Men film. And, uh, goddamn. So, I I, uh, I guess this is a uh, nerding out segment of this podcast. Maybe next time I'll, like, I'll, like, manly it up and talk about uh, (laughs) the fucking workouts I'm I'm doing or something. What, what, what do manly men talk about? I don't know. Uh, UFC? I, I don't fucking know. Um, but, yeah. Really fucking digging the Disney Plus app. Um, my kids are loving it. Um, I've got, you know, I'm showing my daughter, who is five years old, all of the old Disney movies, you know, that, that I remember watching growing up. And it's really cool just to have it all right there, man. Like, all these old Disney Vault movies and... All, new shit, all this new content too, like, got that Lady in the Tramp movie, all kinds of shit, and I, I I just think it's great, man, and having all the fucking Star Wars films on there, that's fucking amazing, I could show my kids, like, um, so, I'm gearing up to take the kids to see episode 9, when it comes out, and they have seen episode 7 and 8, but they've never went back, they've never seen episode, you know, 1 through 6, so they don't really get it, you know what I mean? Like, I've filled in the gaps for them a little bit, like who's who and what, but they don't fucking get it, not by seeing seven and eight, you know? You you don't know the Luke Skywalker story, you know? You don't know the Darth Vader story, you know? You don't, 
like quintessential Star Wars shit. So, um, but now I have this app that has them all right there. You know, I could just, all right, let's watch all the Star Wars movies up until now. We're just boom, 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 watch them. Um, so we'll probably do that. We'll probably do a little, uh, day by day, kind of watch a little bit of each movie till we get to the end of them and, you know, a little marathon. But, um, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about today. Just like this fucking Disney Plus app, how awesome it is. Uh, how it's just bringing my childhood to life with all this Marvel Comics shit and, and Star Wars shit. It's just awesome. And then Pixar. Ah, dude. I was 11 years old in 1995 when Toy Story came out. And even though I didn't feel like it was aimed at my age, I felt like it was aimed at a little bit younger, you know? Like seven-year-olds, maybe something. But I... Loved it, dude. And for like 10 years after that, that was my favorite film of all time. Toy Story was my favorite movie of all time. People would ask me, I was, you know, I was 20 years old. People would ask, what's your favorite movie? Toy Story. Number one, Toy Story. That would, no matter what else had come out since then, fucking Matrix had come out, you know, some badass movies had come out. Um, But it didn't matter. Toy Story kept that number one spot for a long time. And um, all those Toy Stories are on there. Toy Story 4 will be dropping soon on there. I can't wait. Um, But yeah, my kids love Toy Story. And it's just cool to watch something that I saw for the first time when I was a kid. And then watch them enjoy the same things. It's like, it's really cool. So, it's so weird that Disney owns like half of fucking everything entertainment right now. But, if they didn't, I wouldn't be getting all the shit that I want. So, it feels like, uh, I don't like this crazy gigantic corporation owning everything you know but at the same time they're bringing my childhood to life it's like ah it's like it's a it's an internal struggle it's an internal battle that i'll probably have forever um but yeah i uh my big thing is i can't wait until the uh the x-men they they reboot the x-men and have them woven into the MCU. I'm so fucking... I have been waiting for that for so long. Like, I've been, you know... Ever since the first, like, Avengers movies and stuff were coming out. And they were making it a all-tied-together story. I'm like, dude, it would be so cool if they could have the X-Men in here, too. You know? And then they finally brought Spider-Man in. And then, you know, now... Now... They own 20th Century Fox. So now we can have X-Men films. But I'm, I'm thinking that's five or six years off still. But still, man, I can't fucking wait. X-Men's my shit. X-Men has always been my shit. Like, honestly, growing up and the comic books I was into and shit and the cartoons I was into, it wasn't Avengers. In fact, I wasn't an Avengers fan, really, until these films. Then I went back and started reading some of the books and stuff like that. But before that, I was strictly fucking X-Men, dude. X-Men all the way. All right, that's enough nerding out. Um, I'm actually home break at work, so I got to get back to work. I'll talk at you guys later on, tomorrow, something, a couple days. Who knows? Whenever I have something I feel like talking about. So until then. All right. All right. Ignore the background noise. I'm driving right now. Driving to pick up my son. Uh, It's about an hour drive. So I figured I'd jump on here for a couple minutes because I was just listening to this radio program or podcast, and uh, I I just heard something that I was just like, I guess I kind of knew, or at least a little bit knew, but, <laughs> okay, so when the United States was founded in 1776, listen to this shit, average life expectancy was 35 years. 35 years. That's like me. I'm, I'm 35 in a couple days. That would be like... That is insane. So, like, I, I, heard, I heard that and I had to look it up to see, like, how, how old were the founding fathers when they signed, you know, the Declaration of Independence, um, wrote the Constitution. Dude... Some of them were teenagers. Most were in their 20s. A couple, (laughs) we would call elderly, were in their 30s and early 40s. 
this is insane to me. This is like, you know how people joke around, like now, like you'll have like a a 30-year-old guy be like, oh man, I'm, I'm getting old, you know, or it'll be like, man, my back, my back was hurting this morning when I woke up, I'm getting old. And then people laugh it off, they're like, ha yeah, old, right? If it was back then, it would be the 100% truth. It would be like, there would be no, it wouldn't be sarcastic at all. It would be like, yeah, that dude's old as fuck. If you, if, I would be like, like a, an old wise man back then. That's insane to me. Like I'd be the old guy with wisdom that people would come to. Like, oh, you've been around a long time. You're about to head out. You know what I mean? Like I'd be at the very end of my life right now. That's insane to me. That's insane. Like, I'm just now starting to get a few gray hairs. I just always imagined that everyone was, like, maybe, like, old, and they had, like, gray hair and, like, going bald, and I, I think it's because of all the portraits that we have, you know? You look at, like, the dollar bill and shit, the, the different dollars with founding fathers on them. They all look like old men. Well, those were a select few that ended up defying the fucking odds and living like almost three times their life expectancy. Most of those people were dying by 40. This is insane. This is insane. Dude, as early as like 1900, the life expectancy was 40 something. Like that's crazy. That is insane. In the 50s, you were lucky to make it to 50. medical science is amazing. <laughs> but I just, I can't believe that the average life expectancy was 35. That's insane to me. And that James Monroe, who signed the Declaration of Independence, was 18 years old. Or maybe it was the Constitution. He signed the Constitution. I don't know. It was one of those two. It's one of those two. About 20 years apart. So... Um, but that's crazy. I bet a lot of people that signed the Declaration of Independence were not around to ratify the Constitution. Like, they weren't around for the Constitutional Convention because they were fucking dead already. Of old age. I'm just blown away. Like, I don't know why this blows my mind so much. It's insane. Insane. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, if, if right now I'm an I'm an old man, old man. Not almost middle age, which is what they would call me now. Like, I'm not even what people call middle age yet. I'm not even, it's not even a midlife crisis time yet. Not quite, <laughs> almost, not quite anyway. Um, but back then it would have been like, respect your elders and I'd be a fucking elder. I would be one of the elders that people would have to respect. That's crazy. Uh, anyway, I'm sure you can hear the rain. The windshield wipers is probably annoying. But I figure this is a good, good a time as any to uh, chat at you. Uh, let's see. I watched episode four of Mandalorian. Best one yet. Uh, the scariest Imperial Walker I've ever seen. That, that was fucking insane. Like, I was literally anxious feeling for that village. The fucking Imperial Walker coming in at night with the fucking lights shining down. It was insane. Insane. This is what all Star Wars should be. This is fucking amazing. I love The Mandalorian. Uh, what else? What else did I watch this week? I watched... Um... Oh, I watched The Irishman, the new Scorsese film. I did a YouTube video about it. I don't know. I have a YouTube channel where basically, usually I just talk about the same type of shit, pop culture, comic books, uh, movies, you know, TV series, stuff like that. And um, I just do short videos on each one, giving my opinion. And uh, yeah, so I watched The Irishman and I gotta say it was pretty sweet, man. It was pretty good. Uh, pretty awesome, in fact, seeing 
all the old timers, all the people we love from all the Scorsese gangster films back together again. You got Joe Pesci, you got Robert De Niro, uh, you got Al Pacino, and they just did, they, they did this like kind of imagining of what, what could have maybe happened to Jimmy Hoffa. It's pretty cool. So if you don't know who Jimmy Hoffa is, Jimmy Hoffa is like a character who he, he was a big time union leader and uh, he was like supposedly tied in with the mob somehow and had a lot of connections to the mob and he disappeared one day and still to this day no one knows exactly what happened to him they never found his body he just fucking disappeared and so this movie is about a hitman played by Robert De Niro who uh who, who killed Jimmy Hoffa. It, 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 it's pretty fucking sweet. I really enjoyed it. I, I gotta say, though, like, when you're measuring a movie against other Martin Scorsese films, it's a hard fucking sell. I really enjoyed this movie, but it's not as rewatchable as good films. It's not as fun as, as The Departed, which is one of my all-time favorites huge DiCaprio fan, so I can't fucking help it. That's that's one of my favorites. Those two, I mean, Goodfellas is one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. And uh, Departed is probably my favorite DiCaprio film ever. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed it very much, but not his best. <laughs> I mean, but, but compare, like, saying not his best is not an insult at all. So, enjoyed it very much. Loved seeing the old crew back together. And I loved... Um, how it showed these aging mobsters, you know what I mean? And, and what do we like for a hitman to, you know, make it to old age? What his life might be like? What his family life might be like? How he might feel towards the end of his life when he's becoming an old man? Um, so I enjoyed it. I, mean, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a little long, three and a half hours. Uh, probably, I mean, in my opinion, it didn't need to be three and a half hours to tell this story probably could have pulled it off in like 2.45, but um, I enjoyed it. I watched it all. It was good. So uh, that's what I'm doing right now. I also uh, I went back and I watched I'm re-watching the Star Wars films. I mean, I'm, re I'm starting from episode one. I'm doing it in order of you know, not the years they came out, but the story chronological order. So episode one and two and three. And you know what? And I've always said this without shame. I love all Star Wars movies, and I love the prequels. I love them all. But um, I gotta say, going back and watching them again, I still fucking love these movies. They're fantastic. The only the only gripe anyone could have is like CGI and Hayden Christensen. Like that's it. But if you don't let that ruin the movie for you, the fucking story's great. Like, people complain that it was, like, too political and too, I don't know, it wasn't, wasn't as much fun and stuff. It was, like, this political drama. I fucking love it, dude. I love it. I love the complexity of it. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. So, you know, fuck you if you don't like the prequels. You know, that's fine. Don't like the prequels, then. But I absolutely love the prequels. And I still love them. And like I said, I'm re-watching them. I watched episode one and episode two. I'm about to watch Revenge of the Sith. And I know I love, like, I've re-watched these several times through the years, but I'm trying to look at them now with this critical eye. And uh, I'm still, that's the only problem I'm seeing with them is the CGI, right? They try to do too much too early. The CGI wasn't, wasn't quite ready yet. And a little too much CGI. You didn't need all the CGI backgrounds. You didn't need all the, you know what I mean? It didn't need to be uh, these big Senate halls that were all CGI. It's not really necessary. But the fucking stories are still fantastic. And I love Star Wars. All fucking Star Wars. I think the prequels are better than Solo. So fucking sue me if you don't agree. But I think Solo, in, in order of like movies, I put Solo as dead last in the movies. You got episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and um, Rogue One, and I put them all above Solo, A Star Wars Story, which is a movie I do not think 
we ever needed. But, what are you going to do? Alright, that's my time for now. I'm about to pick up my son and uh, I'll talk at you guys later. Alright, I'm back in the car. Forgive me for the noise. I'm on my way home from work. It is 2 a.m. Finishing out my day. Um, Tulsi Gabbard. Now, listen. I'll give you a little background here. I, for most of my adult life, have voted conservative. Um, I have mostly conservative-leaning principles, uh, although there are some there are some things that I'm not super big on. I'm not super big on, um, you know, having a lot of religious ideals in government. Not ideals, because I'd say westernized Christian ideals are not terrible things. Um, but when you have people trying to run the government based on religious views, I, I, I'm not I'm not so big on that. However, I've always considered myself like a free market capitalist, um, big supporter of the military. Anyway, you get the idea. I've, uh, I, I have, when I voted, I've always voted for a conservative candidate. Um, and that changed with the last election in 2016, because I didn't believe the candidate that the supposed conservative party um, put up as their candidate was, in fact, a conservative candidate. So, um, I started looking, you know, elsewhere, and I ended up voting, uh, like, third or fourth or fifth party, you know. I voted for a guy named Evan McMullen, which I'm sure no no one's heard of. Um, but, the point I'm making here is that, I don't know, in the last, over the past probably five years or so, I've exposed myself purposely to a lot of different views, a lot of different ideas, and tried to kind of expand my knowledge um, politically and not be stuck in a bubble. So I still have a lot of conservative beliefs, but I have probably a lot more liberal beliefs than I did have previously. And that, and that could be due to my wife as well. My wife is a always been like the, the hardcore liberal and we, we butted heads a lot uh, through the first you know couple years of our relationship and um, and we still do sometimes but what's really funny is this last election and the polarization of the country and stuff has kind of I think brought both of us more towards the center um, so that's a positive thing uh, where, whereas a lot of people are gravitating towards the polls, I feel like a, a lot of Americans are probably, you know, the, the silent majority of Americans are gravitating towards the center. And they just want a fucking reasonable goddamn human being to run shit. Reasonable people in Congress, you know, like, not extremists leaning either way. So, anyway, I've been taking an interest in Tulsi Gabbard lately, and that's because I saw her uh, twice now on Rogan. I've, you know, and a podcast, a long-form podcast like that is really fucking great for getting to know a candidate and where they stand on stuff and, you know, possibly how they were governed compared to, like, you know, the what we're used to, like debates where they have 30 seconds to fucking respond and shit, commercial breaks, or people on The Tonight Show, or campaign ads on TV. It's like, these long-form conversations give you a much better insight into a, a person. And um, I like her, man. I do. 
I'll tell you what, and, and I, I don't think she's going to be the Democratic nominee. I really, I think it's a super long shot for that to happen. Um, but I'm going to say this now. Um, well, and, and things could change. We still, we're still a year out from the election. Um, but And I don't hate everything that Trump has done. Um, I'm not one of those, like, Trump haters. I don't think he's, like, an evil fucking bastard. Like, uh, you know, I, I got... That's not me. I, um, but I don't, I don't like his personality. I don't like um, some of his ideas that are not, you know, conservative ideas. Um, like, I don't like tariffs, things like that. Um, but yeah, this, my, my mind's kind of been open to looking at candidates from, from other parties and stuff. And, um, while I probably never would have voted for Bernie Sanders, um, Tulsi Gabbard seems like a much more reasonable, uh, person. And like I said, since I saw her on Rogan, I've been following her. I, I see her like tweets. I, uh, see the stuff she posts on Instagram. And I'm telling you, if she were to become the nominee for the Democrats, I might consider actually voting for a Democrat. And I can't believe I'm saying that because it, you never would have heard me say that, um, five years ago. No fucking way in hell. Um, I, I think that speaks to my growth in, you know, being able to not just be one-sided and biased and kind of open myself up to listening to different ideas. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see many of the other candidates in the Democratic Party being someone I'd vote for, but I really like her personality. I like that she's a veteran. Um, I like some of her ideas. So it's like, and I really don't like, I'm not a fan of Trump. And it's not, like I said, it's not, probably not for the same reasons as every everyone else who doesn't like Trump. Like, I, I just don't like all his policies and I don't like his personality, to be honest. And no, it shouldn't be a popularity contest, but I don't know. I, there's just some, there, I, there, I can't exactly put my finger on it, but I'd rather him not be running the country. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where I'm at exactly with it. Uh, if there was a viable conservative candidate that wasn't overly religious, um, maybe a, um, an independent candidate or something that was running, I could see that maybe being an option. Um, but if Tulsi Gabbard were to win the nomination for the Democrats, I might actually seriously, seriously consider voting for her for president, so... Anyway, just something I was thinking about on the way home tonight. Um, I, I was listening to Mind Pump, and they had Arthur C. Brooks on there, and they're talking about, like, the polarity of, of you know, politics and things like that. And it just got me thinking about it. Wanted to talk some more at you. So um, that's it for now. I'll check in with you guys later. All right, figured I'd do one more little segment here, round out this uh, first episode. About two weeks worth of content here, <laughs> spread over, I think, five different segments. So, um, yeah, I just want to talk about Christmas, because I'm not sure if I'll get another episode out before Christmas. Probably not. Um, but I kind of wanted to hear some feedback on what my family is planning to do for Christmas this year. So, our kids are... Our two boys are nine, and then we have a five-year-old daughter. She's almost six. And with the exception of the youngest, our daughter, the other kids never really enjoy the stuff they get for Christmas. Like, they'll ask for things... And we'll surprise them with things. You know, we get them, like, activities and toys and games and stuff. And it's like, they never use them. I, 
I just think they just have so much shit and they're so into technology like they want to play on their Chromebooks and and, uh, play Xbox play PlayStation like they don't there's nothing you can really get them that will actually hold their interest like we got my son Cameron like all these different things last year like different games and and uh, like ways that he asked for and um, literally I think like a month or two later uh, we were doing this thing where we're like hey guys um, we're gonna go through like old toys and stuff and we're gonna decide stuff that we want to donate to Goodwill or charity or something to make room you know for for any new stuff that we get and um, for birthdays and, and Christmas and whatnot you know just stuff that they had grown out of and we kind of give them the choice like what what kind of you know find the stuff that you don't really play with that much that you wouldn't mind giving away and uh, so Cameron like gets this whole bag of stuff to give to charity and it's the stuff he just got for Christmas like it's it's <laughs> almost everything he just got for Christmas half of it hadn't even been opened like it, it was ridiculous and so we're like you know what these kids don't actually play with anything they don't do anything we spend like hundreds of dollars on each kid and, and, and they end up not caring that much about the, the things they get so we decided this year we were gonna make it about family time together time you know and instead of gifts this year we were going to do like an experience so we decided to do like a Christmas staycation the kids love going to hotels they just love the experience of staying in a hotel and they love swimming like we go to a hotel and they will swim all fucking day all day they will swim they love it so what we decided this year is like we will just go as a family to um a hotel here in Columbus and like you know a nice one a really nice you know an upscale like four or five star hotel and um just stay for a couple days over Christmas break and you know that'll equal the, the amount of money that we normally spend on them and, uh, and it'll be an experience and it's not something they can uh just be tired of you know it's like something they'll have a memory of um but we won't have all these dumb toys that they you know are bored with uh, a, a, a week after receiving it. So I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how it's going to work out. Um, we'll see. We will see. Uh, I think it's a good idea, though. It, it was really my wife's idea, and I think it was a great idea. Because for one, uh, toys and games and whatnot that they're not even going to play. Like spend our time hunting stuff down, picking stuff up, like no thanks that's for the birds we've been doing it every year since they were little and um yeah we're gonna see how this goes how how a christmas experience rather than christmas gifts so we're gonna be staying in a hotel for a couple days and like just enjoying time together and swimming and hanging out in the hotel you know the stuff that they enjoy doing so i'd love to hear some feedback if anyone else has ever done this like had a uh a getaway or something rather than Christmas gifts in lieu of Christmas gifts. Um, Love to hear how that went. Also, what do you think of this idea? Is this something other people that you guys would try? Would you try doing this with your kids? Um, are your kids like mine where they get stuff and then they don't even care about it a week later? Uh, or do I just have spoiled ass kids? Um, let's see, what else? Uh, my birthday four days ago was my birthday i'm 35 and as i was saying uh the last time i was speaking i think a couple days ago that i was thinking about that a lot because the average life expectancy in the late 1700s was the age i am right now which is insane to me insane i'm not going to go all back into that but Um, Yes, I have now reached the elderly, ripe old age of 35. Uh, I feel fantastic. Uh, Only thing, only problem I have is like, I have a creaky old back. And that's just, I think, mainly from driving a truck. And I could probably cure it with more core exercises and more stretching regular stretching maybe some yoga 
um, because I lift weights and I now run. I just started running this past year, so that's like a new thing for me is running. I used to hate running, and now I'm kind of, kind of getting into it. So, um, so I, you know, I lift weights and I run, and then I sit. I sit in a truck and get my bones rattled around for, you know, ten hours a day, and that's just horrible, horrible for your back. Um, your ass, you know, hamstrings, like everything's tight and weird, your hips. So I think that's really where my back issues come from. So that's really the only, the only issue I have as a 35 year old man. I feel, I still feel like I'm in my early twenties mentally, like mentally, I still feel really young. I, it's weird to me to think that I'm almost 40 years old. Like that's very strange to me. Um, because it just kind of just kind of happens. Like before, trust me. If you're a 20 year old and you're listening to this, trust me. It but it'll happen. You'll be like, oh shit, I'm 40. When did that happen? How did that happen? Like it fly. It it's not even like it flies by. It's almost like it's a blink of an eye. It's insane. So, um, but with that, I'm gonna end this episode. I would love to hear some feedback. Uh, you guys can get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm actually taking this entire month off from social media other than YouTube. Like, I'm posting this, post, posting to YouTube, but I'm trying not to interact, and I'm not using Facebook, and I'm not using Twitter or Instagram, anything like that. I'm just going to kind of see how that affects my, uh, my mental state and uh, see if I can be more active, you know, and not, not be fucking around online. Um, so I want to try that out for the rest of the year, see how that goes, maybe it'll extend longer, maybe it'll uh, decrease my social media usage, sorry about that, um, yeah, so we'll see how that works, but I will be checking, you know, right after the first of the year, I will be checking out uh, the social media, so if you want to get in contact with me, I'm at Real Brett Scott on Twitter, uh, same on Instagram, best place probably to reach me is Instagram, or you can search Brett Scott on Twitter. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. The best place to reach me is on Twitter, um, at Real Brett Scott, or on Facebook, just search Brett Scott. So, with that, this has been No Ice. I think that's the. I think I'm gonna stick with that name. We'll see. We'll see. It might, it might be totally different by the time this thing gets released. Um, but. I'd love to get some feedback, and if you have uh, questions, it can be about anything, anything, about me, about movies, about, you know, pop culture shit, I just want stuff to talk about, what do you guys want to hear me talk about on the podcast, I'll talk about whatever, um, politics, history, what, what, just ask me a question, uh, or just tell me, you know, whether or not you enjoyed the podcast, you know, um, and that's it, I will talk at you guys next time. Thanks for listening. I don't know when I'm going to make another episode. Probably in January sometime. Thanks for listening.